Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You know, just about all of us turkey hunters have the perfect hunt in mind. We wake up in the morning, we go out into the woods, we hear an owl hoot, hear a turkey gobble. We make our approach into the woods, we sit down, make a soft tree call, turkey responds, we wait a few minutes, the turkey flies down, walks right to us, we shoot, great shot, put the turkey in the vest and we head back to the truck, head back to town and show our turkey off to all of our buddies while they're at work. Now you know as well as I do that that doesn't happen very often because roosted ain't always roasted as the old saying goes. Well today I want to give you five tips for hunting those roosted gobblers. Five tips for hunting those early morning gobblers where the turkey's still on the roost, it's just cracking daylight, the owls are going crazy, the turkey's gobbling, and his first light, he's only two or three hundred yards away from you. Now what? Well, the first thing that I always do is plan my approach. I've got to know the best way to get in there to that turkey without busting the turkey off the roost or making so much noise that he shuts up and flies down the opposite direction. Well, actually, the first thing that I'm going to ask myself is how much time do I have before fly down? If it's too close to fly down, then I'm going to hold tight. I'm going to stand or sit where I am, wait for the turkey to fly down, and then I'll make a move at that point in time, depending on where the turkey's going, what he's got in mind, if they're hens with him or not hens with him, whatever else. Now, if I've got enough time to make an approach to that turkey before fly down, then it's time to make the move. So I'm going to ask myself, which direction is that turkey most likely to pitch down? Can I get to him quickly and quietly and easily from where I am? Or do I need to back out of where I am and come in from a different or a better direction? Another thing that I'm going to ask myself is, are there hens with him? And am I likely to bump the hens from their roost when I make my approach towards him? Now you know as well as I do that anytime you bump a hen off the roost and she's got a gobbler nearby, she flies right over the top of him. Every single time. I've bumped a hen. She's flown right over the top of the gobbler. He's shut up. No more gobbling out of him. He's done. He may fly down and walk off a different direction, or he may sit in the tree. 
so that there are hens with him, the last thing that you want to do is bump the hens off the roost. So after I plan my approach, the next thing I want to do is I want to slip into where that turkey is. I want to choose my spot wisely. I want to get in there as quietly as I can, as quickly as I can, and I want to find the perfect spot to sit down. Now that's a lot easier said than done if it's still dark. Now some of the best advice that I ever got while I was a novice turkey hunter, a beginner turkey hunter, was to get as close to that turkey as I felt comfortable getting to him before I thought I was going to bump him. Get to that tree where I felt like I, I couldn't go any closer and then go one tree closer. And that one piece of advice for me has made the difference in me killing a bunch of turkeys over the years. There's so many things to get in your way once that turkey flies down, whether that's hens, coyotes, bobcats, whatever it may be. But if you can get one tree closer, even if it's five yards, eight yards, 10 yards, it makes a huge difference. So my advice to you is to get as close to that turkey as you're comfortable getting and then go one tree closer to him. Make sure that the tree that you set up on is big enough to support your weight leaning against it. You don't want to sit up against a small tree that is going to rock. The treetop is going to rock anytime that you move left or right or if you readjust because your rear end is getting uncomfortable. You don't want that treetop or tree branches moving when you move. So make sure that that tree is big enough to support your weight when you're leaning against it. Make sure that it's wide enough to at least break your silhouette from an approaching turkey and to protect your body from another hunter approaching from behind you. Now again, do those things if it's possible. If it's not possible, you're gonna to have to just make do. Make sure that there are no vines hanging down from that tree that you may bump with your gun. You may bump with your hand, your arm, your feet, whatever else it is. Just make sure that there are no vines, loose vines hanging down that you would cause to move and spook a turkey. Make sure that there's enough brush around that tree to help hide you, but you don't want that brush to obstruct your view or your ability to shoulder and swing your gun. And that's a mistake that a lot of beginners make. Getting to a spot where there's too much brush or maybe there's a branch coming off of a tree right in front of them that prevents them from being able to swing on a turkey as that turkey's coming into their setup. Another thing that you want to be sure of with your setup is find a spot that's comfortable. Make sure there's not a rock right on your tailbone. Make sure there's not a tree root that you're sitting on. Make sure that you're not sitting in a fire ant bed. God knows I've made that mistake before. Make sure there's no poison ivy. Don't sit down on a rattlesnake. Thank God I've never done that, but don't do, don't do that either. So after you've found the perfect setup, and sometimes you'll be in a rush and you'll just have to, to grab a spot. Hopefully you won't. But after you found that perfect setup, the third thing that you need to do, my third tip for you, and this one is huge, bite your tongue and sit on your hands. What does that mean? Well, I know this advice is not going to sit well with a lot of you, but here's the deal. Sit down, shut up, listen, and pay attention to what's going on around you. Don't call yet. I know what you're thinking. How's the gobbler going to fly down to my feet and die if I don't let him know where I am? Well, think about this for just a second. Is there 
any animal in the woods that can pinpoint the location of sound better than a wild turkey. If you make a hen tree call to that gobbler from the ground, he knows what tree you're sitting at the base of. Oh, and by the way, hens don't make tree calls from the base of a tree when they're on the ground. They make tree calls from the tops of trees. That the gobbler can most likely see from where he's roosted. So don't call to that turkey. Now where I hunt, and I know this is not always the case, but where I hunt, if you call to a turkey that's roosted, he will sit in that tree for hours, literally hours. When I was a rookie turkey hunter, and I would set up on a turkey and I'd even make a cluck to him while he was still roosted. He would sit there some mornings until 10 o'clock. And I know that because I've sat with him until 10 o'clock and then had him fly down and go the other direction. The natural order of the woods is for the hens to fly down and go to the gobbler. So that gobbler is going to do what's natural. He's going to sit there in the tree and he's going to wait on a hen to come by the hen that was talking to him. Now, if you sit there quietly and you don't make a sound and there are no hens that come to him, he's going to fly down and he's going to be looking for a hen at that point. Again, I know it's not always the case. I've hunted in a few places where the gobblers fly down before the hens. That happened in Tallapoosa County. There was a piece of property that I hunted there a couple of times. The turkeys would fly down and it was pitch black dark. The gobblers would fly down then and they would literally run to where the hens were roosted and stand underneath the tree that the hens were roosted gobbling waiting on the hens to fly down to them. The same thing happened to us in North Dakota this past spring. We had five gobblers on the roost gobbling like crazy. We didn't make a sound to them. They flew down. They walked directly underneath the tree that the hens were roosted in. There were three hens roosted in this tree these gobblers walked underneath that tree and stood there and strutted and drummed and gobbled for an hour until the hens flew down. Now, if the gobblers where you hunt fly down before the hens, then that's great. Kill them all. But that's not the case with the majority of the places that I've hunted. I'm not crazy about this strategy, but one thing that you can do is try a wing flap like a hen flying down. Again, my logic and why I don't like that as much, that turkey is still likely to wait in the tree for you, the hen, to arrive, or at least until he can see you, the hen, walking and feeding through the forest. The problem is you're not a hen. So he's smelling a skunk right away and he'll sit for hours or he'll pitch down and walk away from you if he thinks something suspicious. So my advice to you is to sit still sit quiet, wait for the gobbler to fly down, then once you've heard him fly down, then start to call to him and go through your calling routine. If he responds to your calling, shut up and get ready to scob his knob when he comes in, or as you Yankees like to say, give him a nookie. But err on the side of caution when you get in on a turkey that's on the roost, and don't call to him while he's on the roost. Be quiet wait on him to make the first move, then you make your move after that. Now, one thing that I do know is if you do not call to a turkey on the roost and he flies down and he doesn't 
or won't come to you and you haven't spooked him, then guess what? You're still in the game. You can back out and you can approach from a different direction or you can move out, get into a strut zone before he does and wait on him to come to you. But if you do call to him while he's on the roost and you don't hear him fly down or gobble anymore and you stand up to go after another bird in a different county, then you're going to bump him off the roost and you're going to go home empty-handed. So again, tip number three, strong tip, sit down, shut up, and wait on him to make the first move. Tip number four, fight the urge to move. Now, a lot of times early in the morning, when a gobbler flies down, there will be a hen or two hens to come to him and they'll take him off in a different direction. If it's peak breeding season, he's gonna breed them pretty quickly. And after that, he's gonna be alone. And there's a real good chance he's gonna come back to the same area where he heard the hen calling to him after he flew down. If you haven't moved, you're still gonna be there and you'll be waiting on him. Now, after I'd been turkey hunting for several years and I bumped quite a few birds because I couldn't sit still long enough, I'd hear a bird gobbling in a different direction and I'd get up after 15 minutes 20 minutes of sitting there waiting on the bird that I originally sat down for to come in to me and he's not come in he's gotten quiet I would get up and move to a different bird or move towards that other bird and so I bumped a lot of birds so then I came up with a with a rule my rule was if I sat down on any turkey I was gonna sit there for one hour before I moved that is a minimum of an hour. So if I sat down and that turkey gobbled for 45 minutes and then he shut up for 15 minutes, I'd been sitting there for an hour. I was okay to move. If I sat down and that turkey gobbled for two minutes and then he shut up, I sat there for 58 more minutes before I ever moved again. And I'm gonna tell you that I killed a bunch of birds doing that. So fight the urge to move, that turkey may go off in a different direction with a couple of hens, but he'll come back. And if you haven't jumped up and moved to go to a different bird, then you're still in the game with him. Another thing with that tip is to try the quiet game. So when that turkey walks off, he's been gobbling for a little while and he walks off or he gets quiet, get quiet on him and see what happens. A lot of times they can't stand that quiet and they'll come right on in to you. So tip number four, fight the urge to move, sit still, and wait him out. Tip number five, don't miss and be safe. Always be safe. So those are my five tips for hunting early morning gobblers. So thanks for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices and I appreciate you spending some time with us. Be sure to tune in next week for another great episode. Look forward to seeing you then. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, 
as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.